This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, what do you say we do this thing? We call it a podcast where we talk about whatever the hell we feel like. What's up, Al? How's you? Oh, hi, Jerry. Uh, I stuck with my plan yesterday on the podcast when I was having my existential crisis about sports radio. <laughs> yes. I um, I took off from social media until um, I had my dinner. I glanced at the news to make sure I wasn't missing anything. I did not put any audio on yesterday afternoon. It was a nice and quiet, and I think my attitude adjusted. Look at that. You're I not think it out. worked. So I'm going to do the same thing again today. No social media from here on out. I'll take a glance when I'm eating my chicken and sweet potatoes and that sort of thing. But I think that's going to help me, Jerry. It's pretty much what I do every day. Except right. I, I glance at it right before bed to make sure I'm not yeah. missing anything. Yeah, Gio mentioned during the show that he looks at it if he gets up to pee during the night. That's crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. Well, you know what, though? I'll tell you this. Because I only use Facebook for my 11-year-old baseball team. I don't. I really don't use it for anything else. Um, and when you use the desktop version of Facebook, at least the way it's set up here, it will tell you who is online at the moment. And hmm. I am fascinated because a lot of times, like I'm here somewhere between 340 and 410, depending upon the parking situation. Yeah. And one of the first things I'll do sometimes when I get in here is I will put out our schedule for the week or whatever. Like today, I had to cancel practice. So at 4 a.m., I went on Facebook and just put it into our group page that practice was canceled. I am amazed at 3.40 in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, how many people I see that are actually up and looking at it. And you can tell they're only looking at it for a minute or so, which tells me they're getting up, using the bathroom, looking at Facebook, and then going back to bed. I don't think what he does is unusual. I think it's nuts, but I don't think it's unusual. I got to tell you, so many times yesterday I grabbed my phone and just stared at the phone and I didn't click the buttons like it was it felt like i was breaking uh a habit some sort of habit yeah or an addiction yes i didn't want yeah it it did feel that way like i would grab the phone and go okay i'm not hitting any of these buttons so i would put the phone down yeah i listen if it wasn't for i mean there are reasons why i need the smart obviously you need the smartphone to live these days but there's something very attractive about just having a phone for calling and for texting and maybe for email. And that's it. Yeah, Gina I don't need goes it for anything else. Gina goes through that every once in a while where she's like, I'm I'm getting a flip phone. Yeah. And you got the computer right next to you or a tablet if you need it for everything else. But it will I think what it would do, while people would mock you for having an old phone, blah blah blah. Um, I think what it would do though, it would it would make sure that you are lessening your time staring at the phone. And if you need something, it's not like the computer or the tablet's not accessible. It's all right at your fingertips. Right. So I, no, I've I thought you. about that, but it's you know, it's tough to do because especially when you know, I'm coaching these teams, I got the league. It's like I kind of need to know what people are. It's I don't, it's not as easy as I wish it was. Yeah, it's not as easy to break away when everything about everybody's life is now tied to the phone. Yeah, it, it really sadly true. You're right. 
then uh, one of the days it was either it wasn't yesterday, so it had to be the day before. Remember, I don't know how we got into a conversation about high school sports, and and I said the only guy that from my high school that looked like he was ever going to amount to anything athlete wise was a guy named I said Gary Battle. Yes, I, I, I said don't oh he the played name, basketball. Yeah. yeah, I said he seemed like he was really good, but you know at that level. Once you move on to the next level, maybe not so good. Yeah. So somebody sent me information on Gary Battle, who I went to high school with. He went he went on to play at the uh, University of New Haven, where he is in their Hall of Fame. Nice. And then he has a son, Tyrus Battle, who played at Syracuse. Wow. And his other son, Khalif Battle, currently plays for Temple. How about that? Starters. Good bloodlines. Look at that. Good bloodlines. I think his wife was a uh, um, athlete as well. That's really cool. Good for them. That's that? awesome. Yeah, that is very cool. It is. It is funny how not funny. It's interesting when I do all the prep for my games, and a lot of the times, especially the the road teams, because you know your team, you know, after a couple of games, you start going down the roster and you put them in, and you you're, you're making your charts, and you always look at like their personal history just to see. Um, and it's incredibly interesting to me how many of them had a father or a mom that played professionally, played collegiately. It's very rare when you just see, you know, personal, you know, dad's an accountant and mom's a school teacher. Like you just don't see, usually do find at that high a level of basketball that someone in their family, if not their parents, their uncle played there or their brother's a star athlete. It's not usually just the one person. So that makes sense to me that he's got two kids that are good athletes. I also find it interesting, like, okay, so he went to the University of New Haven and is in their Hall of Fame, but doesn't get to play in the pros. No. Like he, like that. You realize how few people make the pros? I know, that would blow my mind, though. Like if you're an athlete who... And this is what must happen to guys who win the Heisman Trophy and then don't have a successful NFL career. Sure. That must blow your mind. Because when you're younger, you're probably good. When you're in high school, you're the star athlete. When you go to college, you get to the to that college's Hall of Fame. And then, like, you're on a roll there. Then, yeah. then you must realize when you get to that next level, it must be such a huge leap. It you know I don't know I actually don't know that it's as huge of a leap as you think I think what happens is there are so many at your level when you get to that spot meaning so in college for instance in Division One college basketball I believe there are three hundred and sixty five basketball teams that all have twelve to sixteen kids on it so if you just take the starters for instance. That is about, what, 2,000 kids, basically, five times 365? No, it's more than right. that. That's, 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 15. 15, that's about 1,700 starters at Division I college basketball. Now think this with the NBA. There are two rounds of a draft. Right, like when you get to college, like, the college team is filled. Like when you're in high school, you're the best player on your high school team. Then you get to college, and all those guys are the best players on their high school team. They're all really good. It's a I matter mean, of separating your side. Like I don't think guys couldn't hack it or couldn't play or couldn't be G League talent. They are, and they can. But how do you separate yourself from others that are just like you? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's someone has to like you know someone's got to take a liking to you they got to see something in you I think there's a lot of very capable athletic kids that leave college that think they're pro and they probably are pro level but never get the opportunity that's why Al it drives me nuts when we talk about you know all these college athletes are so concerned about you know being paid how about you stop worrying about being paid and you worry about the degree because the chances are this is it for you in terms of basketball or football or baseball yeah now i did a, a linkedin uh, gary battle and he uh, has a successful business career which is hey, good for you yeah absolutely that's so great. uh yeah so i guess he uh was uh, aware of that going through both high school and college, that your chances of making the pros are very slim. 
Now, I wonder if Gary Bat, you said he never played professionally. Did he ever go to Europe and play professionally? Um, that I'm not sure about, because, but his, his – yeah, I'm sorry. No, because that is a big avenue for a lot of really good college players that – I mean, even Ivy League players, like the top two or three Ivy League players on a team – will end up playing in, you could play in Israel, you could play in France, you could play in Germany, you could play in China. Like, there are a lot of leagues, and you'll make money. Like, you're not going to make millions and millions of dollars, but you can make five, $600,000 a year and just play until you're 35. I mean, that yeah. does happen. I would like to make that kind of money, Jerry, playing basketball. How do I sign up for this European league you speak of? Well, you don't have any uh, basketball skills, sorry. Yeah, and then I saw his son who who played well at Syracuse. Then he went to Minnesota Timberwolves. He was undrafted, then went to Minnesota Timberwolves camp, but didn't make that. Then I think he went and played somewhere else. Uh, not NBA, but another thing like you're talking about there. Yeah, sure. I'm looking and at Gary Battle now. He was inducted in 1999. Yeah. And by the way, he was drafted. He he was drafted in the CBA, and was oh invited, that's right CBA and was invited to play to try out for the Pistons. So he, I would think Gary Battle could have played overseas somewhere professionally. No question. But perhaps decided to go business instead. Oh yeah, and a lot of guys do that. Just because yeah. you have the offer doesn't mean you just automatically go. Could you imagine at twenty two years old just picking up and going and playing in Germany? No. No, or even, I mean, I, I'm trying to think where the guys from Columbia went. I know one guy went and played in Israel. P, um, the hell was his name? That would seem strange going to play in a foreign country. Like, you don't know what's going on. Like, if you go play in Italy. I know wrestlers sometimes go to Japan for a while. Like, yeah. you are a fish out of water, as they say. No, I think you're taken care of, obviously. But yeah. it's weird. I think uh, you play in Italy. That's another place you could yeah. go. You know, there's a lot of European professional leagues. I mean, think about the ball kids. Didn't they? Where the hell did they go to? The Ball oh, family. God. Yeah, LaMelo Ball. He went to... Turkey uh, or something. Yeah, something strange like that. And he made a lot of money. And he was playing professionally at 19 years old. That's where a lot of these good college players end up going. I see. Interesting. Yeah. I had a, a very weird dream last night. I, I dreamt it was a work-related dream. I, I was in charge of... I had to get uh, some speakers to speak at uh, like an Odyssey... Everyone was getting together for some sort of business meeting, and, and I had to get the speakers. I okay. had to hire the speakers. Right. And I had hired a two speakers, Andre the Giant and Elton John. Those are Elton the, John? Those are the two speakers I got. How does that even... Elton John? Yeah, and we How couldn't weird. get Elton John's microphone to work, and he was pissed. Wow. But well. he wasn't mad at me, strangely. That's a like, weird one, huh? Yeah, it was a very weird one, especially considering Andre the Giants passed away. Now, do you find you dream about these things when you're stressed out about them? I don't know. That's what someone on Twitter, I put this on Twitter. Someone on Twitter told me well, that when you dream about anything work-related, that it means you're stressed out. Oh, okay. I don't feel stressed out. Well, then I don't know. I mean, listen, I didn't feel stressed out when I had the heart issue a few years ago, and clearly my doctor told me I was, so who the hell knows? Right. I always feel like if you're stressed out, there's some level of anxiety that you're dealing with. Yes. And yet when I had, I, and I guess when I look back, actually, I probably did and was. I just, much of the day, I, so it was when Craig was arrested and I ended up doing a lot of those shows is when that all happened. And there's no doubt that I, you know, the hours leading into the show, I was, yeah, I could definitely have felt it, but I felt pretty normal during the day. And yet the doctor said, doesn't matter. You were definitely stressed. So Right. There was an underlying stress component of it. Yeah, because, you know, it's amazing that once I went back to my regular shift, that all went away hmm. without medicine. Yeah. Which was really interesting. I went and, you know, got tested. I say that happened in like November, I believe it was, I think. And he said, we give this three months. If it doesn't go away, they were going to start me on medicine. And in January, it was gone, cleared up. Geo was hired and your stress cleared up. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Dude, it is stressful when you do that. Oh, no it doubt. really is. No doubt. No. It's, it's Especially if you don't want to just go on and talk. I'm not good at that. I need to know. I need structure. I need to know what the hell I'm doing. It doesn't yes. have to be scripted by any stretch. I don't like to script anything. But I need some structure. 
Gio and I had a long phone conversation yesterday about radio and sports radio and all the things we were discussing in the podcast. But I was telling him, I go, there's some days when I look at the, you know, sports related sports news and I'm like, how, like an hour. I know I could get through an hour, but I couldn't get through four hours with that. Sure. You know, and I know like, uh, yeah. And then I I remember those months when you were doing the show after Craig left before Gio was brought on. You know, you'd be, we'd be, you'd be someone like, what are we doing today? Like, <laughs> like when you look at the sports news of the day, yeah, it's really how these, how the shows are created. Like, what's going on today? What's relevant today? And there are times when nothing is happening. Yeah, even in an NFL season like we were in at that time, you know, you get to to Wednesday, Thursday. It's the and same stuff. Even Friday. What I know you're I, previewing games, but it's the same stuff. Like, what have I always told you about, like, for me, hosting-wise? Once a week, I think, is awesome. Even yeah. twice a week is fine. But to do it every day, like, for instance, how many freaking times are we going to talk about Deshaun Watson? Right. Or Francisco Lindor getting or not getting the contract. All right, fine. He got it last night. But leading into it, it's the same conversation. And if you're not going to, you know, if people aren't going to call to talk about the game of the night, it's like you give your opinion, okay, then what? I repeat it again next hour? Oh, right. it's brutal. Yeah, I had yeah. a guy yelling, uh, Boomer and Geo had got off on, you know, they, they were talking something about NFL today for legitimately three minutes and some guy right away, Francisco Lindor signed his contract and we're talking football? I'm like, well, first of all, you know he signed his contract, right? Because you're tweeting yeah. me about it. So what else is there? To say we did all the stuff leading up to him not signing or signing the contract. Yeah, it's an odd thing. People just want to hear you talk about it, and I don't know why. It's I mean, it's what it is. It's it is tough, man. Every day I've always told. I think I've told you this story. I know I've said it many times on the air. The first time I did a full week of talk radio was filling in for Joe. I think it was in two thousand and. It was either 2003 winter or 2004 spring, but right around that time period. And I started hosting because I was hired to do, Mark and Eric gave me the giant pre- and post-game show uh, duties. And they're like, all right, well, you need to start hosting. And so they gave me a couple of fill-ins here and there. And then, you know what, it was summer when I got the full week. They gave me the full week. And I'll never forget going in on Sunday night. And Al, I loved it. I had a blast. And I walked out of there on Monday. I'm like, you know what? Screw anchoring. This is what, and play by play, this is what I want to do. And then went in on Monday night and said, all right, we can do this. And then I went in on Tuesday night. I'm like, doing this again, huh? And then I went in on Wednesday night. I'm like, wow, this has been some week. I've kind of had enough. And I remember driving in Thursday saying, thank freaking God, it's for, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, yeah. how do you do this every day? Same calls, same topics. Oh, my goodness. Oh, especially if you're doing it solo. Yeah, but like I say, depending upon the ho- depending upon the partner, sometimes it's easier, actually, solo, because you just run it and control it. Right, you but do yes, control everything. You 100%, and you do what you want to do, and I do like that aspect of it, but... I remember five days in a row, I was like, holy crap, by Wednesday, I'm like, you know, two days was good. I really enjoyed Monday and Tuesday. I think I'm good. I'm like, nope, you still got to go through the rest of the week. Right. You can keep this. No thanks. Mm. Yeah, tough, man. That's why Joe made it so easy because he just lived it. It didn't matter to him. You know, people like that. But, yeah, not easy. Not easy. Jerry, if you could only – have a ticket to one of the events, which would you choose of the speaking engagements I had booked? Would you have uh, wanted to hear Andre the Giant speak or Elton John speak to the new company, Odyssey? I would want to hear Elton John speak. You would? Yes, because I heard portions of his interview with Howard Stern and I was mesmerized listening to it. Plus, Andre was difficult to hear, you know, being from Grenoble, France and all. Yes, and how tall was he? Andre the Giant was a seven foot four, five hundred and twenty five pounds from Grenoble, France. <laughs> yes, I would like to hear Elton John. Thank you very much. And I think Elton John is a shorter on the shorter side size of men in general. So I think him next to Andre would have been awesome. That would have been cool. Or next to us. I remember Andre was very gracious to me in my dream. You never met him, did you? No, that would no. have been awesome. Oh my that- gosh, Jerry. That would have been a dream come true. But in my dream, I was like, should I ask Andre for a photo? That'd be so great on Twitter. 
You should But have I guessed. didn't ask him. I didn't ask him. There was so much chaos, Jerry. Like I couldn't. Uh, something was wrong with the scheduling. You know how that happens well, in your dreams. it's called a dream. It didn't yeah. happen. Didn't happen. You know, so I'm watching, speaking of dreams, I'm watching this show only because it's like uh, my, so Matthew is me in terms of he watches everything. He doesn't watch sports the way I do, but he watches everything and he reads everything and he's into it and he loves the fantasy sports and blah, 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 blah. Joseph is me on the field, loves to play, loves to practice, but hates to watch them. (laughs) He just doesn't want to watch the games unless we go live. So... I end up watching Mr. Beast with him, or I'll watch these Bat Brother videos that I told you about. That's cool. And we found, I told you, the Flash that we watch. I got to tell you something. You want to talk about, I never thought I'd be into this show. The creative writing is amazing to me because, A, I don't know what the hell I'm watching. I'm 20 episodes in, and it's just, it's actually a pretty good show. But the imagination of these writers, Al, is fascinating to me. I'm, I don't know if I'm watching dream sequences. They're going back in time. It's present day. And I always wonder, like, how long does it take someone? Because I would think, and I, you may, maybe you know this better than I do, before a series begins, wouldn't you think it's pretty much been scripted out? Yes. I think they I think they script out a first season. And so you then, don't think the whole thing's been done. You think they do no. a season at a time and then go right as they go? Yes. Because I don't okay. think they... they are never promised, you know, like more than a season. So I don't think they write True. into it. That's a good point. I didn't. But think I that. thought about like how think of a guy like uh, Lucas. Um, what the heck is George Lucas and the Star yeah. Wars stuff? That guy had to build out every one of those Star Wars characters of like their whole life that got them to where they are in order to do all those movies. Yeah, it's really incredible, isn't it? And Larry David talks about the the Seinfeld situation where they were they were they had to do they were given four episodes of Seinfeld to start. He said, and he did the four episodes, and they were successful. So they said, we're going to we'll order four more. And he was like, four more? I don't have four. Like, I don't have four more ideas. <laughs> and they said that he went through that every season where he dreaded it because he didn't think Isn't they had that ideas. And they how many nine, how many seasons think, was it? I think they did nine seasons. They did. But nine he said every seasons. one. It was like, oh, I can't. I don't have any more ideas. I can't do any more. It's hard, man. I mean, to yeah. sit there and, and be creative like that, and to write. I know it's only twenty three minutes, but twenty three minutes is a lot of scenes and a lot of dialogue and a big yes. storyline every time. That's funny. Yes. All right, Jerry. Let's do the warm up show. We have a All lot right. of dialogue in that, almost an hour long. Sounds good to me. Let's I don't rock know it. what it is with commercials, but oh, and then tomorrow's Friday. I mean, today's opening day. Tomorrow's Friday. The summer is around the corner. What more do you want? And if you hey, and we got life. a big baseball tournament down the shore this weekend. How about that? Is that right? What town? Um, actually, a little pasture will be in Brick. Brick this weekend. Yeah. All right. How about that? Good luck to the kids heading to Brick. Yes, sir. All right, Jerry. We'll see you tomorrow, Friday. Adios. So- what up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. And we're always on time, well, most of the time. 503, it's Thursday. We're that close to the weekend. We are in New York City where it's windy and rainy and crappy and smelly, but we're here, me and the Eddie Scazzeri down the Jersey Shore. You get the fresh ocean breeze as you open. Well, he doesn't open the window, but had he opened the window, God, it would smell great and feel fresh. But he takes the dog out for a walk. His name is Al Malik Dukes. What's up, Al? Good morning, Jerry. Uh, I just uh, completed a meditation before uh, going on the air here. Did you had, stay awake? I did. I had, had I had 10 minutes. Uh, and and I was like, oh, I have 10 minutes. Let me do a meditation. So I did a meditation about gratefulness, Jerry. And it had me be grateful for the people I work with. So I was, I, I in my head, I thought of you. I thought of Eddie. 
I thought of Boomer and Geo. Now, how does this go? Is this someone talking to you? Yeah, or is someone it talking. So it's like, you are a wonderful person. No, no, no. It was all about you showing the people gratitude. people you are with are yes. wonderful people. Tell them you love them. Yeah, it was like this. It was like, now think of the people you work with and how grateful you are to have them in your life. F you. <laughs> no. That's, See, I that would ruin that. It would be like... <laughs> Think of what they've done for you and your life and your career, and where would you be without them? And maybe it's a parent or a sibling or a child. Go screw. <laughs> I was missing a lot of things though that this person wanted me to be grateful for. They'd be like, Children, they'd be like, Be grateful for your spouse. Well, don't have a spouse. <laughs> be grateful for the children you have and the joy they've brought you. And in my head, I'm picturing my dog. Instead. I know. <laughs> You and Whimsy. <laughs> well, listen, you got to make adjustments along the way. Yeah, you make adjustments as uh, they go, but it kind of takes you out of the meditation when you have to make adjustments. Yeah, I hear you. Understood. You may got to think a little bit more than just listening and processing. Yes, exactly. But it was good. Oh, yours, you loser. Right. <laughs> you guys would be terrible at this meditation, uh, uh, you know, doing the meditations. I do agree. But we could put together a good real-life meditation where we got the hum. <laughs> And then Eddie can play all the stupid drops over it. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy that for 30 seconds. Think of what you're most thankful for in this life and verbally share it with the world. Uh, <laughs> F you. Um, um, go screw. Um, um, up yours, you loser. Right. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's terrible. available at WFAN.com. Why don't we put those in the in the WFAN store? Make a CD or digital I, download. Of that's a, where I was going. I think we could meditations to get your day started and being grateful. Think I, of what you're grateful for. I think we could do that. Hundred hmm. percent. All right. Let's get Jess on it. <laughs> well, Jerry. Uh, big uh, oh, 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 fraud! Oh, that's stupid. Oh. <laughs> Well, Jerry, I woke up this morning. I'm not exactly sure when this got done, but I woke up this morning and I see that the Mets and Francisco Lindor have agreed to a 10-year, $341 million deal. I'm really confused by this. How so? Here's why. Oh. So they offer him 10 years, 325 All and right. say, final offer. He says, I'd like 12 for 385 mm -hmm. The Mets were offering 325 he was asking for 31.8. So let's give him 34.5. Like, what? Yeah, I don't know how they said. Like, part of me makes, part of me feels like they put it off this late as, um, as part of the drama of now it's opening day and it's a done deal. And isn't it exciting? I guess. I suppose. I, I, I don't know. I guess you might be right. I, the whole thing's weird to me. But. I still have some sour taste in my mouth from it. I know. You said you're going to oh. root for the Mets to win him to lose. Yeah, I feel like I'm still there. Unless he, of course, now uh, now I need him to have a big opening uh, game. You need him to have a good season. That's what you need. And then uh, I did see this baseball news, which did make me smile. Okay. Blue Jays outfielder George Springer yeah. will start the season on the injured list. Oblique. That's amazing. <laughs> It really, um, if you think about some of these injuries, and the oblique is the, is one of those injuries where you figure it might be a week or so, and the next thing you know, like, I misses a month and a half. What What is the oblique? Is that your butt cheeks? No. No. Oh. Isn't the oblique underneath your rib cage? Isn't that the oblique? Oh, yes. You're right. I believe. I Listen, we were that two weeks. That sounds idiots. like a bad one for a baseball player. It, well, but that's why it turns out twisting. to be sometimes a lot lengthier. Now, they, I don't think it's a bad strain. But at the end of the day, he's got an oblique strain, and he's not playing today. And I don't think we'll see him this weekend. And so, Jerry, I just Googled where's the oblique. You're right. It's uh, on the side, like below your nipples, but on the side down to your pelvic area. Right, like below the ribs, I believe. Yeah. I, I don't know. So well, it seems like it's to the side of right. the ribs and then straight down the whole thing. Yeah. It's a tough look one. Like, 
Yeah, it doesn't look look like the type of thing you'd want strained to start a 162 game season or a big contract or a big contract. So luckily, we don't have that guy. Yeah, well, you don't, and that's fine. It is funny though that the Mets, they, everybody wanted him. Doesn't mean he's not going to be great there, but it's right. not going to start well for him. And yeah. it takes a now. I don't even know if they're. I guess they're going to play today. The weather is not as bad as I thought it was going to be from a couple of days ago. Like this drenching rain, I don't feel like we got overnight, and it looks like it's supposed to be cleared out by noon. So I do think they're going to play. Um, but, you know, not having him there, whatever. But we're not going to get a sunny day. That we know for sure. We're I going to get a so. cloudy day for Yankees uh, opener, which is at home. Yeah, and windy, I believe. Very windy. Very windy. Jerry, let me ask you this, though. Is it uh, is it time for, well, time for... Cool games. It's opening day, and we've got some cool games. Time for cool games. We've got two Yankees and Mets. Are they cool games? Well, let me give you a little more feel for this game, and then All you right. can tell me if you think it's a cool game or not. So gotcha. I'm looking at my AccuWeather map. I'm seeing sun and clouds by 2 o'clock. AccuWeather forecast. So that's not terrible. All of a sudden, it'll look a little bit better. Uh, cool games. I, I think you're going to say no to both of them. Uh, Yankees, Blue Jays, uh, as, a, as a battle, it's not a cool opening game, but because it is opening day, Garrett Cole is on the mound. Junjun Ryu going for the Blue Jays. Yeah, he's good, right? Yeah, he is good. And then the youth of this Toronto team, they got all the uh, former players' kids on it. It's actually a fun game. I, I like this game. I'm going cool game for the Yankees and Blue Jays. Absolutely. I'm going cool game on this one too, Jerry, because it's opening day. There will be fans in the stands. Garrett Cole is on the mound. I read that his father is finally going to get to see him pitch in the Bronx today. Isn't that great? Yeah. That is cool. Uh, how are you pronouncing uh, the Blue Jay pitcher's Junjun name? Junjun Ryu. Did he pitch for the Tampa Rays or am I the thinking Dodgers? Dodgers, okay. So this guy could be trouble today. He's a good pitcher. Yes, he's their number one. This is what I hate about like when we put our best pitchers on the mound. They the put other teams, their best pitchers on the mound, right? Especially early on in the season, then it gets kind of screwed up somewhere along the way. I know you'd like to flip it and make your ace the fifth starter. <laughs> yeah, like I'd rather have Garrett Cole pitch against whoever's the worst pitcher on the Blue Jays. Oh yeah, yeah. And then you got uh, as our second cool game potential. You have Jacob Degrom at. At the Nationals, Max Scherzer. Not potentially a cool game. This is a cool game. It's DeGrom and Scherzer. Plus, you get A-Rod on the call. Yeah, I. you know what? ESPN. I, all right, I am not like a lot of people where I get nuts over the broadcasts. I don't I don't mind A-Rod and Matt Vescursion, and they're fine. But, boy, you, to not get Gary Keith on Ron on opening day yeah. sucks. It really, like, that I don't understand suck. why you can't give the rest of the country that broadcast, but allow the local guys to do their opening day game. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't care for it. But not like I'm not going to watch. I will. And the broadcast won't bother me. But I just you want to hear your guys do the game. And it's right. like you know if the, if the Yankees were on ESPN, I'd rather listen to Kay and Cone. It's just what you kind of get used to. Or Paul O'Neill. Now we will have Keith Hernandez on Boomer and Geo today. Nice. Now that was something you had in the works early, right? That was something I had in the works prior to them saying get Keith Hernandez. That was my on. pick. Oh, that was your pick. That was uh, you. Were, you wanted me to get him on. Good call, Jerry. Good call by you. Well, I thought he was timely. Very timely. Yeah, I like, I like Keith Hernandez. Like the Henry Winkler one was funny, but why? Right. Keith Hernandez made sense to me. Totally. Yeah. And a good call by you, Jerry. Look at that. So okay, so that's uh, two games. So we, you would say, I guess, you know, would you say, Jerry, that those were cool games? Looks like we've got a couple cool games. Opening day for the Yanks and the Mets. We got ourselves some cool games. You know what's amazing too, Al? Is and I'm not even being funny. Yeah. If you look at the rest of the opening day schedule. There is literally, in my opinion, only one other cool game. Only, really? That's it. Just Which other one. one you got? I would say, if I'm looking at the opening day schedule, Braves-Phillies 
is a really good opener. That's a cool game. For Beyond you. that, yeah, it is. Absolutely. I guess some might say the Twins and Brewers. I know you wouldn't, but that's I probably would. a good game. After that, listen to some of these. Indians, Tigers in Detroit. Oh. No. Okay, how about the horrendous Orioles in Boston against the Red Sox? Pass. Right. How about the dreadful Pirates in Chicago against the Cubs? Pass. Uh, Rays, Marlins. I mean, okay. Ooh. No one cares. Uh, Dodgers, Rockies. Dodgers, fun to watch. Rockies in Colorado. They're never really good. Please. Diamondbacks, Padres. Padres, you want to watch, yes. But are the Diamondbacks any good? No. Like, these games are, and I know I know Madison Bumgarner's making that start, but is he any good at this point? No, Jerry, we've got all the cool games here in the New York area. I'll even count the Phillies game that you said's a cool game. That's, uh, you know, that's all, all. it's only the teams here on the East Coast. That's the only cool games we've got today. I agree. Day. Yeah, and Cardinals-Reds might be pretty good, but that's it. Like, you've got all these games, and boy, there's a lot of duds there. Ugh. Do you think the Marlins sell out their 9,000 seats? Mm, I'm going to say yes. Okay. Now, did you also yes. see the new name of their stadium? People are going to confuse this. The, the Marlins, Marlins got, have a new name? Yes, it's not Marlins Park anymore. I did not see this. <laughs> now, this is funny to me because I think immediately you're going to think Home Depot. It's called Lone Depot Stadium. <laughs> not oh, Home Lone, Depot, Lone, Lone Depot. Depot. What oh, the hell okay. are they paying, do you think, for those naming rights? I don't know. How does Lone Depot? Something tells me Lone Depot's uh, charging me more than they should so they could pay for this stadium. <laughs> right, everybody's getting 3% interest rates right now. Of Lone Depot, it's 35 because they got to pay for the naming rights. <laughs> I don't like when a company has enough money to buy naming rights. I feel like, just make my make your products cheaper for me. You're not good with City? City Field, no. Well, City Field, to me, they're... See, I'm a City customer, Jerry, uh, but I pay my credit card bill on time every month, so... I feel like they're not getting over on me. Okay. But everybody else, if you don't pay your bill uh, in full every month, you're paying for that stadium. You get a good interest rate. That's exactly right. Yeah. I suppose that. And that was like a 20-year deal, I think. Yes. I love the fact that the Yankees have never done that. Me too. They better not do it. They better not sell out. And for the longest time, I want to say for the first five or six years, the Cowboys didn't have a sponsor. Yeah. And I really enjoyed the fact that the Yankees and Cowboys were just, it was Cowboys Stadium, it was Yankee Stadium, and then, of course, the Cowboys wound up selling out to AT&T. I wonder who initially came up with that idea. Of naming rights? Yeah. Would that be... Google that. Hmm... Would that be the Jake in Cleveland, maybe? Or were they already doing that? Which or the Trop. You know, Tropicana first, Field might have been one of the first in Tampa. Right. All right, Jerry, let's see. Let, uh, I, I'm thinking Pro out, Player Stadium. In Miami. in Miami. Or Comerica Park when it was In built. Detroit. Mm. You know, did that could be. Well, that a Coors could be. Field. Oh, that, that's a good one in Colorado. Oh, Coors Field. You know what? That's a good one. They're calling Fenway Park now, the first you one. Had, that doesn't count. You're, this is going back years. Oh, Wrigley. Right, but that was named after the owner. It was, but that was like also his owner. company. Correct, and Bush Stadium also was similar situation. Family and, yeah. yeah. And Fenway Park, they're saying here on my internet. It was involved the Fenway Realty Company. Okay. That's, that's, that wasn't exactly what but I was the, thinking, but all right. Yeah, these were not in our face. Like, when did they get in our face? I th- I actually think the one Eddie said, the Coors. I think Coors Field in Coors in Colorado, Field. because not only is it Coors Field, I believe, and I've never been there, but from the images I've seen, you get hit in the face as you put it with the Coors beer logo all over the place. Right. So interesting. That's the one thing. If you go to Barclays Center, they got like, you know, they got logos everywhere in that place. Hmm. Beautiful building, but my God, it's a walking advertisement as you move from space yeah. to space and seat to seat. All right, we gotta take a break. Quarter after five as Al does his research. 518, actually, if you're keeping score at home. Uh, just getting started, we got Boomer and Geo coming up at the top. It's a Thursday opening day here on The Fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 
Al and Jerry, longtime tag team champions. All right, Blind Melon on a Thursday. What do you say? So you know you, why I picked this, Jerry? Um, I don't. No rain. That's what I'm hoping for today. Oh, I thought we established that already. Maybe. I thought you were going to give me a Howard Stern story. No? Okay. Yeah, um, oh, wait. This was in the movie, yes? Yes. This is at the end, I believe. Oh, I, right. And I think of that movie every time I hear this song. There, about, what was the other song? Is it? Oh, God. There are some of those songs from this time period that I don't know why I never turn off. This is one of them. Even though it's not a great song. Not a great song, no. It's, no, it's not. Yet, I'll listen to it every time it comes on. I don't know why that is. Do you think of the girl dancing in the bee costume? From their video? I didn't see the video. I wasn't an MTV per. I, you know, I've told you that. I, I don't. I didn't care for MTV. I don't know why. So you did not want your MTV. <laughs> You're the opposite. I, I didn't watch it very much. I can no. tell you that. I did. I watch it. Sure, a lot. No, I just. I just asked myself questions. Did you go off brand to go Fuse TV instead? Uh, I was VH1. <laughs> VH1. I <loved> the VH1. <laughs> no, I, I just didn't watch. I didn't. I don't know why. Was not into the music television. Mm. Although I loved music and albums. And then the and the CDs, but I just never got into the videos for whatever right. reason. Fair enough, Jerry. Fair enough. What do you think about this? If I told you, if I told you, what if I told you, Giannis, Thanasis, and Costas, what would you say? Those are basketball players. Yeah. How about the fact that all three of them were in the same game last night? I thought it was kind of neat. Brothers. Yeah, you got uh, the Antetokounmpo brothers. Two of them are on the Bucks, as we know, Giannis and Thanasis, or Thanasis, however you pronounce it, and then his brother Costas, which I was not aware of, is on the Lakers. How about that? All three brothers. Is that the first time three brothers have been in a game together? I believe I read second time you've got the Holiday brothers. Now, I know about the Drew Holiday, Holiday and Aaron Holiday. I don't know who the third one is, but I'm pretty sure there's a third one and they were the first to do it. I did Google the um, naming rights and stadiums and that sort of thing. It seems like this had been going on for a while, like, and but the but baseball and the other sports wouldn't allow it, so they would allow like Bush Stadium, but they would not allow Budweiser Stadium. So they would, could take the name, but they couldn't right. take the company. That's okay, right? But then they relaxed those rules with Coors Field. So technically, Coors Field would have been the first. I, I believe technically, although the people will say Wrigley and Fenway and blah, 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 blah. Right. But I don't count those because those weren't in your face. Well, let me ask you this, though. I, this is probably a better question. Which was the first company to pay for the naming rights? Hmm. That's gonna because be I wouldn't think. Google. Well, I only say that because they're also family. I guess Coors is a family name, too. Right. But I wouldn't think that... The Bush family, even though Bush. it might have been their company, was paying for naming rights. They just named their stadium Bush Stadium. Right. That's a good point, Jerry. Fair point. That's a whole nother Google Eddie's situation. Getting ready to say and something. did the Coors family own the Rockies? That I don't know. Bush. I don't know the answer to that. Because that would be your answer. That, well, yeah, it would be. As opposed to the whole Wrigley thing and Bush thing, right? I have a beer now. Why don't I name Al's Boring's Beer Stadium? Sure. Somewhere. You have $40 million a year? That I don't have. Well, then you're out. That I don't have. Why don't right you now, try? Jerry. I have an idea. Why don't you rename the Lakewood Blue Claw Stadium? You're a <laughs> Jersey Shore beer. guy. Al's Boring Beer Stadium. Yeah. All right. I'll see if the, the come out for the excitement at Al's <laughs> Boring Stadium. <laughs> Looking for fireworks night? Not here. <laughs> That's right. We paint walls. <laughs> what do we have for the kids? Nothing. Watch baseball. We've got a starting. We've got a starting pitcher that walks the ballpark. It's a yeah. joy. <laughs> oh, it's such a thrill. I see that, uh, you know, with the Mets game t uh, tonight, uh, one Nationals player tested positive for coronavirus and four more have been quarantined. Yeah, we have no idea who they are. We know it's not Scherzer. We don't know who I they are, though. Was, uh, I, I wish it was Max no, Scherzer. No, nah, come on. You want to see Scherzer and, and DeGrom tonight. I don't. I don't want to see because the Mets can't get any hits I'm, off I'm of with Max Al. Scherzer. I want a W. Well, you go get a W. You got DeGrom on the mound. Go beat Scherzer. Let me ask you this, Jerry. You got that eye that goes sideways. Come on now. Let's do prediction time. Or green or whatever. Prediction time. Yeah. Francisco Lindor. Over, under, one and a half hits. Over. Really? Yeah, I think he's going to. Remember remember Robbie Cano started his Met career in Washington, and he started with a home run? Oh, I was like, wow, look at Robbie Cano. I Jerry. say Lindor goes three for four tonight. That would be electric. Mm-hmm. Two singles and a double. Mm -hmm. And he scores two runs. Two singles, a double, and scores. I'm going to say he uh, has one up-the-middle ground 
ground ball up the middle single. Right. That's it. So you think he's going to go one for something? Is he walk at all? One on base? For, yeah, he's going to go one for three with a walk. That's not a bad night. We'll take it, but uh, I need a shot in the gap. What if he goes one for three with a walk, two runs scored? It's okay. a hell of a night right there. Hell of a night. And plays especially a off, sparkling shortstop. Especially off of Max Scherzer. Yeah. I say three for four. Three for four. What's mm-hmm. Eddie? What do you? I have one for three with a walk. Eddie, what do you have, Lindor? Two for three, walk. Two for three. I think right. we're expecting big things out of him tonight. Evidently. Does right Pete Alonso hit a home run? No. No. All right, then. No home runs for the Mets tonight. What if I told you the wind's blowing out 25 miles an hour? That would be cool. It depends how <laughs> That's long, your answer? <laughs> it depends how long they let Max Scherzer pitch. I don't see them hitting home runs off of that dude. I think Max Scherzer would pro. I think on opening day, what would you say, 85 pitches? What? What? Seems like a wuss. Well, but opening wuss pitching. Think about in the past, especially in the last 10, 15 years, if you get five innings out of your starter on opening day, you've done well. Because they really do limit the amount of pitches for the first month. So I would think 80, 85 pitches for Scherzer. Could the Mets get him out by the fifth inning? Yeah, I think so. That seems... I'm contemplating this, Jerry. Yes, I, I think you're right. Fifth inning for both these dudes tonight. Right. So you'll have ample opportunity... In the latter innings to do something. All right. Now, uh, Joe Biden, he's the president, Jerry. He says this no fan limit at Texas Range at the Texas Rangers game is quote a mistake. Doesn't I, like it. I, I guess I doesn't like it one bit. I, I don't know. Here's all I know. I, here I'm reading that. Are you New googling Jersey, something? I am. I want to see what Texas COVID cases are because what I'm what I've heard the last few days is that New Jersey is like the worst state in the country right now. Well, I probably shouldn't come back to work then. Uh, then stay I home. I want to bring it into New York. I got to be honest. Stay home. Uh, <laughs> let's see. So Texas, if you go back into January, was at they were at about thirty thousand cases a day in January. Right now, they're at four thousand cases a day. Four thousand. Yeah. Now let's see what New Jersey is, because like I said, I heard we're the worst state in the country right now. That's not good. Let's that see. isn't good. Uh, no, New Jersey's low. Well, same. That's right. No, same. Oh. Four thousand. So, I, dude, I don't know. I honestly I have no idea anymore. I'm, I, okay. Mister Biden doesn't like it one bit. Of course, his dogs are biting everybody in the White House, so he should zip it. <laughs> <laughs> Get your dog in line first, then we'll figure out what's going on at this Texas Rangers. Game. Al, I don't know what to make of anything anymore. I have yeah. no idea. I don't. I love the fact that fans are able to go back, but I've also, I also believed. That when we were going through this, I thought you could have had fans in the state, especially outdoor stadiums. The problem was we didn't know what the hell was going on. I, you know, I get it. But to me, no matter what the situation, 20% of people are so spaced out, you should be fine. So full house may be a bit aggressive. I don't know. But I'm happy that fans will at least be here in New York, you know, 10,000 for the Yankees or whatever the number is. And That's going to look cool on TV to see the highlights of a full stadium. Well, what was it? The yeah. World Series. Didn't they do what? What was that percentage? About 50% for the Dodgers and Marlins in Texas? Uh, about 50%, Jerry. I mean, that looked representative of a real game. So you're right to see a full house. And we're assuming it's sold out. I have no idea. Because the Rangers, let's be honest, are going to be brutal again this year. At least right. I think they're going to be. But it's opening day. People always go. So we'll see if it's sold out or not. Here, and then tomorrow there'll be 8,000 people. Correct. Yeah. Right. Tomorrow, as many people as they as uh, you want can get in there because uh, you're not going to hit the limit. Right. And and masks are required, correct? Correct. So we'll see. Although, I don't know how you police that. Plus, people will be able to drink beers and eat hot dogs. Isn't Boomer's new? Right. Well, that's when you're allowed to take the mask off, eat, and put it back up. Isn't that Boomer's new thing? It's going to be a Petri dish? A Petri? That's what he says, Petri dish? Doesn't he say that often, Eddie? Oh yes, Petri oh. dish. One of his go-to's. So this that go-to. This would be one of those. Yes, indeed. Yes. Yeah. You think we'll get that in a sports minute today? The Petri dish. I think we've gotten it already in Texas. Mm. Do I think that will be a sports? I think he'll do a sports minute on the Rangers in a football yes. ballpark. Will he say Petri dish in it? Mm. No. Mm-mm-mm. I'm going to say no. All right. Cle- uh, the Cleveland Indians, Jerry, have banned headdresses and face paint at Progressive Field this year. So I know you had talked about going to Cleveland, maybe going to an Indians game, maybe going to Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. No, you talked Canton. about that. I did not. If you think you're going to show up there wearing a full Indian headdress, well, I would not. Think again. Jerry. I wouldn't even have a Cleveland Indian shirt on. 
Right, because you're not a fan of theirs. No, but I would definitely go to a game. And we might make that trip this summer. You never know. I bet you as, as an adult going, you know what? I'm, I'm going to wear a full Indian outfit and head out to the game with the kids. Have you seen NFL Sundays? <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to the game, but I don't know where my Indian headdress is. So I yeah. don't know if I could even make it out there today. What's the point in going if I can't dress the part? Here's the, you, know, you talk about going to Cleveland for a game. Here's the problem. So my, my wife and my kids got me this baseball map photograph, not photograph, but this you know, like wall art thing, and you're supposed to put a photo for every stadium you get to when you when you get to it. So we've, right. been, we've been to 11 of them so far. And, and, and does your wall have all 11 photos now on the wall with no, this I didn't, map I didn't do that. No, I didn't do that Come yet. I, I still have, I just got it though. I, oh. I'm working on it. My point is I'm looking at the map and I'm thinking, all right, where do we go next? So the cool places that we haven't been to so far that I think are cool. Like, I'd like to go to Colorado. I would like to see that stadium. I think that's kind of neat. I don't mind going to California, so I haven't been to Oakland or Anaheim yet. After that, Al, who, you know, I'm looking at Milwaukee, Minnesota. Like, who wants to make these trips? Cincinnati. I, I don't want to go to these places. I would love, I think Milwaukee is cool. I guess for a vacation. Yeah, just vacation. And my uh, friend John did this a number of years ago, where he they drove. They went to Cleveland, uh, Milwaukee, Minnesota, all those places. You're saying they did like some sort of pattern and hit all those ballparks. And that's how I would have to do it. Like I can't go to Milwaukee for a week as a vacation and hit a Brewers <laughs> game. Like I, I would literally need to do exactly what you're talking about. Kansas City one game for one night for a game, St. Louis the next night for a game, then move around to Chicago because otherwise, you know, because in the past the way we do it, we go to nice places and you go see a game. I can't go to vacation. I can't go vacation in these spots. I don't care what you tell me about Cleveland. I'm not going there on a vacation. Visit Milwaukee.com. <laughs> no, don't listen. I don't need that advertisement <laughs> on my phone now. Send Stop that it to Jerry. Stop. No more. I already got visit Cleveland nonstop on my phone. It's enough. All right, quick break. 25 in front of 6. We are just steamrolling through this first hour. Well, it's actually the only hour, which is why it goes fast. And then uh, Boomer and Geo at the top on the fan. Al and Jerry, two scientists responsible for the COVID-19 vaccine. All right, welcome back. We got Yankee baseball today, opening day. Yankees, Blue Jays at the stadium. Tonight, you've got the Mets and the Nationals. Last night, Nets beat the lowly Rockets, and the Knicks lost a bad one. In Minnesota to the T-Wolves. What else you got, Al? I was starting to think of uh, baseball-related songs that talk shows will use coming out of breaks today. Yeah. Well, that John Fogarty. Center Field by John Fogarty, did you, 100%. Did you see his sit-down with, oh, man, where I guess it was on Axis. It was an interview. It was like a big uh, documentary. Well, not even a documentary. Just like a biography show for like an hour, hour and a half on how he just got destroyed by the record companies. Have you ever, ever watched that? Oh, I, I've, I haven't watched that, but I have heard his story. My That center field album, as he puts it in the documentary or in the biography, whatever, talks about how everyone thought he like hit it huge with that, and like he made nothing off that CD. Off of the center field one? No. Now, maybe he does now, but at the time, they still owned him. Really? And so when he put that out, he had thought he had satisfied his contract by putting out a couple of country albums, and the record company came and said, no, we didn't pay you to do this, so thanks, but this doesn't count. <laughs> and it was really interesting. He was really depressed, too, because I, he was not making anything of what he thought he was worth. Very interesting uh, hour, hour and a half. Well, watch. then he battled uh, over the Creedence Clearwater Revival stuff as well. Yes, it's been a real rough go. No question. So you'll get center field by John Fogarty today. You'll get Glory Days by Bruce Springsteen. Oh, Willie Mickey and the Duke. Uh, Talking Baseball by uh, Terry Cashman. Yeah. You'll get that. What else? That's all I got. That's it? That's all I wrote down. <laughs> but you'll get those throughout the day. Even though Glory Days isn't about playing baseball, but uh, he references... I guess he references baseball, and in the video he was he was playing baseball. Well, there you have it. Mm, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I see James Harden uh, exit, uh, exited last night's game with a hamstring injury. Not good. Not good, but for whatever reason, they say they don't think it will be long-lasting, unlike Kevin Durant's hamstring injury. Yeah, I hope not, because they said with Durant, maybe a week or two. How about more like a month or two? So, but, but they're not really given a time frame for James Harden. They made it. They make it seem like 
even though he exited the game last night, that he could be back very shortly. I hope so, because he's he really has been fun to watch. I was wrong about him. and um, But Steve Nash also, when he spoke about the injury, had not spoken to him yet last night. Oh. So that's, yeah, I mean, you can tell me all you want that he's not going to miss much time. I'll believe it when I see it. Now, he he's going to want to be on the floor. I know that. But at the end of the day, you're getting to a point in the season where you cannot have nagging injuries if the goal is to win the championship. And that's really why I think they've been so incredibly cautious with Durant. You know, the hamstring's tricky, and you don't want it to flare up again. So you hope he's at 100% when he comes back. You hope Harden's at 100%, and away we go. This is what he should do, Jerry. Stretch before the game. Stretch that hamstring out. Would help. I'm sure they stretch. I watched uh, that first half last night, you know, before I fell asleep. The first quarter, Houston looked like one of the best teams I'd ever seen assembled. I, they were playing out of their minds, and then they couldn't you know, keep it up for four quarters. But, man, they looked like a team possessed last night. What happens now that the Yankees are, are starting, and you have Yankees and the New, uh, New Jersey, Brooklyn Nets on uh, Yes Network? What well, happens if there's a game at the same time? So very simple. Number one, they look like the New Jersey Nets last night because they wore those old yes. uh, powder blue jerseys. Um, so the Yankees will be on Sports Radio 66 when there's a conflict, and the Nets will be on FM 101.9. But, what do, they, but what do they do on television? I in the and I don't know about this year. In the past, the Nets have been bumped to Channel Nine, actually, with the Nets. Oh, a little WOR action. But it's still a yes production, and nothing changes. But they the games have been on Nine, I believe. I don't know what the arrangement is this year. It's a great question. Thank you. Just Google it. I could Google, Google it, but I haven't yet. We've Googled so many things this morning. Because quite frankly, I was only concerned about what we did with them on the radio during a conflict. I wasn't. I see what you're TV. saying. Yeah. I got Brazil nuts in my throat, and it's making me ch- choke. These nuts are making me thirsty. <laughs> These nuts. Uh, what else do I have here, Jerry? Oh, Deshaun Watson's situation. So uh, yesterday's news, or whenever this was, is that uh, now 18 masseuses have come out showing support for Deshaun Watson. So these are 18 Different masseuses opposite mm-hmm. to the 40 that Busby's got. <laughs> yes. This is 18 that Harden found. Boy, this guy loves uh, it's unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. He does love him. And he, he not only does he love a massage, he loves a massage from a different person every time. Yeah, because that's now we're talking at least 58 different masseuses. Yeah. And uh, these 18 masseuses, uh, put your name on it. They put their name on it, Jerry. They said he was never inappropriate. That's good. I, I, I hope he's never done anything wrong. The problem is we still don't know. That doesn't mean anything to me. That's like saying, you know, the guy that robs the store, you can go find someone at JCPenney that, you know, has taken care of him before and he never robbed anything there. So he yeah. must not be a thief. Okay. Yeah, it, it is interesting. Yeah, what do you do? And I wonder how they, how they even found these women to call up. The, uh, we see that Deshaun Watson was a... Uh, Got a massage at your place. Did he do anything inappropriate? No. Could you write that down on paper? And <laughs> or put your name on. Or both Busby and Harden are paying people. Who knows? Right. Who knows? Like, this whole thing would, is very tricky, Jerry. Would you put anything past these two? No. I, I I wouldn't put anything past that he comes out and he's guilty of all of them or not guilty of any of them. I know. I don't know what's going on with this, this whole, case. This whole thing sucks. It, there's no other way to put it. Because if he did it, he is a creep of all creeps. And if he didn't, he is being railroaded like crazy. And the attorney that's in charge of this should be disbarred. I I don't know. I don't know where this goes. I don't know how you solve it, settle it. Because here's the thing. If you do settle to make it go away, even if you didn't do it, it looks like you did it. Right, because some people will already just assume that you were guilty. And no matter what happens in your in their head, that, that you're already a guilty party. Yeah, like you've lost in the court of public, public opinion. And then if you don't settle and you take it to court, now it's a he said, she said, bull bleep. Um, it's all about the he said, she said. I, I, I don't know how you settle this. I This is bad, man. And I don't mean bad because he did it, because we don't know. I just mean the whole situation is bad. And it just goes on and on and on. Like, nothing gets settled quickly. Well, unless you're going to provide... The problem is there's still no evidence that's been presented. You've got all these women that say he did what he did, and now the other side has all these women that say he never does anything like that. I I don't know. 
It's going to be a crowded courtroom with all the women accusing him and then all the women supporting him. Well, I don't think you're allowed in the courtroom yet. Oh. You still have the judges oh, right. uh, that are wearing masks, and I think virtual, aside from just, a, I think, from a couple of things I've seen, you only get a handful of people allowed in the courtroom. Everything else is virtual, I think. I always felt like I could have been a good judge. You think you could do everything, and yet you yeah. do nothing. It's true. Go but be I a think judge like, in the latter stages of your life. How could I do that? That seems Go like to that school. would That seems like that would take forever. Hey, just to become to, a judge because you can go to an online college. Just show up and be a judge. One. I wish I could just like go get do a job interview, and they'd be like, "What would you say about this?" And then I give all my judgments, and they go, "Yeah, you're a pretty good judge." It'd be great to see you walk into a courtroom with the gown on, <laughs> the hammer, <laughs> because the gavel, because you have the distinguished look. If you put the glasses on. You're always going to look neat because you're mm-hmm. you're bald. You make sure your head's nice. Yeah, and yes, oh, I'd Eddie. like to see him do it in uh, England, where they have to wear the wigs, like the old, old <laughs> powdered old wigs. Yeah. yeah, that would be awesome. They but still no, wear seriously, I'd love to wigs. see you walk into a courtroom with the gown on. Yeah, and who's this guy? The and Honorable every- Judge Dukes. <laughs> Please yeah, rise. Everyone, everyone has to stand, and then I have them be seated. <laughs> and Al's got nothing on under the robe. Yes, <laughs> just like nude. vacation. <laughs> have my vacation robe on. I wouldn't be wearing. I wouldn't be eating those Brazil nuts then no. before a case. No, no, no. <laughs> I would funny. love to be a judge, but Dude. I'd be afraid that if I put a murderer away, he would get out on some technicality and come after me. There's a lot of shows written like that. Yeah, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I can imagine with all the all the documentaries you watched that that's happened yeah. before. Yes. Yeah, I'm and sure. Also, let's be honest. Al is already a judge. We know that. Right. He judges everybody and everything. I am judging. I am judge and jury of all things. Well, in your mind, you are. In my mind, right. Correct. Have you ever actually thought about taking classes again for something? With yes. the way it's so accessible online? Yeah, I have too. Yeah. I think I'd like to be a lawyer or a judge. Well, yeah, we just established that. <laughs> right. That's what I mean. Like, I don't know how you'd go about it. That just seems like I, I want to take classes that I could be like a judge in a year. Well, that's, that's I don't, not going to happen. I don't know that there's a trade school for judges. <laughs> They're not going to let me just show up and be a judge at the, you know, go down to the New Brunswick courthouse. They're not going to just let me be, go be a judge. <laughs> no. But they, they should. And there's no apprenticeship, I don't think, for that. Right. Without the proper schooling. Could you imagine the book you would get to try and be an attorney? You would quit before you got to your first class. <laughs> oh, yeah. As soon as I saw the assignments. I'd you want like, me to what? read? The, no, I read headlines. I'm not reading. Yeah. Where's the... Uh, Where's the cliff notes? Yeah, give me the shortened version. Were you a big cliff note guy back in the day? Huge, huge. But I always got burned by the cliff notes. They, uh, you oh, had they, instructors that made sure they knew what was yeah, in the cliff notes and what wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, I always got burned by the cliff notes. Like They always asked questions that the cliff notes didn't really cover. Yeah, smart instructor. Which sucks. They find out very quickly who actually read the book and who didn't. Like What's, Eddie's the type of guy that read the book cover to cover. You're the type that bought the cliff notes. And I was somewhere right. in between. I would always start the book, and if I liked it, I would read it. If I didn't, Cliff Notes. Yeah, the Cliff Notes, just they, they always left out an important thing or like a theme. or Hence a, why they were notes and not the actual book. Yeah, they were just, no, right. They, what they should have been used for is, like you said, as, as a supplement to the actual book. You right, read to the reinforce book. what you read. Yes, reinforce what you read in the Cliff Notes. I agree. I did not do that. Final break of the hour. We'll wrap it up, and then Boomer and Gio at the top right now on Odyssey Sports Minute with the great Amy Lawrence. Opening day in baseball. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, we actually have a couple of minutes before we get to the top. Of the hour with Boomer and Geo. Nets won, but lose James Harden in the fourth quarter, or actually after the third. Knicks wound up losing Minnesota uh, last night. And, oh, I don't know, opening day, Yankees, Blue Jays, Mets, Nationals tonight. What else you got, Al? And the Lindor deal is a done deal. Right. I for, You know, it's so funny. I, I actually forget about that because I just kind of assumed it was going to get done. But, yes, 10 years, $341 million. Million dollars. Uh, Jerry, investigators have determined the cause of the Tiger Woods car crash, but they are not releasing the report citing privacy issues. I wonder why. I wonder what, you know, because if he fell asleep driving, wherever, which everyone assumes, what could it possibly be? I don't know. They said they are trying to, that they want to get the okay from Tiger Woods' camp in order to release the information. 
Interesting. All right. Well, That's we'll this out. is this is where we're drawing the line. We found all out all about him having uh, relations with porno stars and uh, Perkins waitresses. None of that. All that was fine for privacy. This is medical. Oh, medical in- information. I, mean, I would think because he was in the hospital for a while, it's got to be a medical reason. True. So somebody out there knows what really happened. Yeah. Which is, I have my ideas, but you do. We'll see. Yeah, I think he fell asleep. I really yeah, me do. Too. It just, you know, what else could it possibly be, Al, if he had no meds in his system, which I think that was released early on? What else was it? That's it. Unless he was just driving fast and then didn't realize uh, the Ex- curves of the road. Yes, except for the fact that, and I think a lot of people have written about this too, is when you are alert and involved in an accident, you tend to tend to tighten up. The way he was suggested the fact that his body was limp, as they say. Which oh, I think he was it, sleeping. Yeah, and they also said I, I don't think they. I think they said that the brakes were not applied. Right, which meant he didn't even realize it, unless Asleep. he's unless he was trying to end his life, which I don't believe. Like, what other explanation could there be? You're right. Well, you just you've just uncovered it, Jerry. Good job. Well, I didn't uncover anything. Unfortunately, you. you've broke his privacy rules. Uh, <laughs> I did not. <laughs> rapper and a WFAN listener, Action Bronson, yeah, has lost over 130 pounds with CC Sabathia. So I saw he weighed over 400 pounds. Yeah. Now, big he fella. was in here years ago. I don't he remember was. him. He was a big guy, but I don't remember 400 pounds big. I don't remember 400 pounds either. But 130 but pounds, man, that's a lot of weight. Good for him. He said he and CC Sabathia are at it by 6 a.m. in the gym. So That's probably heading great. there right right now. He's in his car, Jerry. listening to that fan going. I can't I, believe I got to go into the in here and work out. Have you ever tried doing it like at three a.m.? No. With our hours, it's different. I've tried it a couple of times. Man, it is tough. Like first feel, thing. Yeah, I did it a couple of times, and I said I'm going to do this. And the first day it was brutal. Second day, not so bad. Third day, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm, it's, it's enough. Well, when I start going back to work in the city next week, I show up at your house around Swung 1 a.m. and hit high in the air All right. deep left center. <laughs> that ball is high. It is far. It is gone.